Did you know that the church, the LDS church, has a church sustainability manager? No, but I'm looking at KSL News here. Um, Park City has parted with the popular unsanctioned Church of Dirt wedding venue. Does that have anything to do with their sustainability efforts? I don't think so. I don't know what the Church of Dirt is. The Church of Dirt... City leaders said bad behavior from some brides and grooms has forced them to close down a wedding venue. The so-called Church of Dirt sits in the city's Bonanza Flats conservation area. Park City Council voted to close the venue earlier this month, citing issues with misuse and abuse of the area. So when they say venue, like when you say wedding venue, it's like, oh, that's like a... some sort of a legitimate business. It sounds like this is just a open space that they closed down. <laughs> won't, won't allow people to have weddings there anymore. Maybe. I don't know what kind of bad behavior brides and grooms were engaging in at the Church of Dirt. Enough, yeah, what, enough for the lunatics on the Park City Council to shut it down. <laughs> it must have been pretty bad. An unofficial, unofficial free wedding venue in high demand. Hmm. The first people to do it in 2012 there scratched their name on a rock on a, or on, or so sorry. No, I'm reading this wrong. The people that are going to get married there they scratch or paint their name on a rock or a piece of wood to reserve their wedding date and time. Ah, so they've they've vandalized the environment. That's their crime. So they they put something there to indicate they've reserved it. I guess if you're the first person to put a rock or a piece of wood there, it has a... This is KSL I'm looking at. Yeah, local communist rag. The local communist rag, yeah. How you doing, Bobby? Oh, you know, plugging along. Plugging along. Tell me about this church's sustainability efforts. No, a church sustainability manager, a person. No, but don't they have an... So it sounds like they have a sustainability program or they have efforts that they're making to sustain well yeah uh, but uh yeah they've got this person that they pay money so does that guy go around and make sure you raise your hand in support of the brethren it's a woman it's a woman no it has nothing to do with sustaining the brethren this we're talking about uh environmental sustainability i was confused there for a minute at first i think i got that and got onto the (laughs) church of dirt but then it's then it thought the thought crossed my mind that maybe this was related to covenanting to obey. This is uh, that. Go ahead. Sorry, but while we're on the matter of sustaining, has it? Is it just me? Because I've heard this before in recent years. I think it started. I don't know if it started with. I think it was Oaks that said something about that. When you raise your hand, it's a solemn oath. Was he? Maybe. There was some sort of, I heard personally some language like that recently. We were entering into a covenant when we raise our hands to sustain. 
church leaders. We also taught that a covenant is a two-way promise. What's the other side of that promise? Did they explain that? No, of course not. The two-way promise is that the new church leaders will will lord over us with prying eyes. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I don't know, but uh, I I um that language was confusing or disturbing enough to me that I abstained. I neither raised my hand yay or nay. I just said, I'm not, I don't want any part of that. Because they wanted you to go a covenanting. Right, right. <clears throat> well, okay. Well, and so- also, also, these men that were being called, I had never met. I've never spoken to any of them. Yeah. I know nothing about them. I yeah. don't know who they are, what they think. I don't know anything. Want a and I'm bit supposed of time to, to raise my hand and covenant to obey them. Like I want a little time to see what they act like. Well, yeah, maybe. A little experience. So if the church is involved in sustainability, environmental sustainability efforts, and you covenant to obey them, does that mean everybody's supposed to be recycling? Do we, well, this is, is what it, we're here. It, have we promised inadvertently that we will there separate a, the plastics and the paper and they the had a cardboard and they had glass? a con- they had a conference. There was some conferring. The, there's a lot of conferences that go and, on. Be uh, more specific. This is uh, this is um, well, this is um, in this conference, which was in Brazil for some reason. This is from the Church Newsroom article. It says, quote, For example, at a recent conference in the United Kingdom focusing on women, religion, and climate change, Sedgwick, that's the church sustainability manager, her name is... Cedric? Jenica Sedgwick. Oh, Sedgwick. Her name is Cedric. Sedgwick. <laughs> Jenica Sedgwick heard inspiring stories of women who lead sustainability efforts around the world. Well, I'm glad that we could pay for her to go hear inspiring stories. And these are the six major sustainability priorities outlined by the presiding bishopric. This is from the same article. Number one, increase energy efficiency and use of renewable resources. Two, conserve water through water-wise landscape design, smart technology, which is surveillance, Use and water management plans. Smart technology use and water management plans. Avoid material, number three, avoid material waste through reduction, reuse, and recycling, packaging solutions, and building methods. Number four, improve air quality and reduce emissions. Five, practice sustainable design, development, and construction. So part of being sustainable is being sustainable. Uh, number six, hmm. engage in sustainable farming and ranching practices, whatever those are. And those are the six major sustainability priorities outlined by the presiding bishopric. I just want to remind our listeners, and they probably don't need this reminder, but those, those six sustainability uh, uh, priorities, those just read like something you'd read from any corporation, NGO, this is supposed to be the, what, and it got me thinking, and maybe this is what we, we go into today, it got me thinking, what is the, what is the purpose of the LDS church or any church? 
should any church on the planet have sustainability priorities or be hosting and participating in these climate change conferences? Uh, or, uh, I don't know, you tell me. Like, what, what is the point here? What, why is the church engaged I in such know if things? I'm, I want to know if I'm looking at the same article. Is it, is it titled, Church Leaders Urge Care for the Earth at Conference in Brazil? Probably. I'm reading uh, quotes from the... I'm not at the actual article. I've got the article here. Number one, increase energy efficiency and use of renewable resources. Yeah. This includes more than 500 solar energy projects around the world. Okay, so <clears throat> let, me, let me go back. Okay, just to get the context here. It starts off and it says, Church leaders urge care for the earth at conference in Brazil. Elder Christofferson, Bishop Cosse, and the church's sustainability manager. Why don't they give why don't they give Sedgwick's name? Why don't they call her I think they by do later, but she doesn't have but in any, the subtitle, shouldn't she be like she doesn't name the other two dudes. Yeah, well She's Christofferson a that that that's a member of the So 12. because There's Sedgwick's a, a woman there. So Sedgwick's a woman, so they don't put her name in the subtitle? I don't know if it's because she's a woman. I, I think it's because no one knows who she is. And maybe it's because I, they I, want I to promote the idea that they have a sustainability manager. Well, this is the first I'd ever heard of that. Yeah. And maybe they, uh, I don't know. This was the, her big coming out party. Is that what it was? Uh, she's worked for the church for three years. Uh-huh. I looked, I did a little research. As much as you can do without logging into LinkedIn. <laughs> and she has a background. She she went to BYU, the Marriott School of Business, and she has a background in corporate strategy, whatever that means. You know, it's where you get to use words like sustainability, sustainability and sustainability priorities. And but she's been the sustainability manager for a couple of years and resides or operates out of New York, New York, right in the back yard of uh the united nations yeah so you know she's got quick access there to her overlords and uh i i i just i would love to know how much you know how how many tithing dollars are paying this sustainability manager and you know all things by common consent well nobody consented to hire a sustainability manager and it makes you wonder what other kind of positions does the Oh, I'm sure. Do, you know, do the they church, have a diversity? High, the, yeah, the equality. bureaucracy. Yeah, a, a die manager, a DIE manager. Yeah, probably. Diversity, inclusion, and equality. I know one of the ladies recently appointed to the Relief Society board has a background in DEI. It's DIE. Well, excuse either, me. Yeah. Excuse you. It's diversity, inclusion, and equality, <laughs> right? I get well, those right. They like to to switch the e and the i, so it doesn't say die. But the result <laughs> of anybody who engages in those sorts of behaviors usually ends up killing everything they touch. Yeah, so it's die. Yeah. At a conference in Brazil, they don't tell you what conference. Friday, October twentieth, Elder D. Todd Christofferson of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles said. Stewardship of God's creation should be done through the lens of how we can best fulfill God's purposes. I don't even know what that means. Um, it was a four-day event. Oh, here in the, in the picture uh, caption, it says what it was. Speaks at the seminar, Seminario SUD Americano 2023 conference in 
Florianopolis, Brazil. Seminario SUDs Americanas. It's got SUD capitalized. I'm not sure if that has something to do with sustainability or south or. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't know either. But but uh, there's a, a you know stewardship is a good thing. It's a good principle. But of course, like everything, it gets inverted and, and stolen and manipulated into being something else. And that word doesn't mean what it used to mean. So the uh, it says, um, Bishop Kose went on to say, because the earth is a gift, the Church of Jesus Christ, he didn't say of Latter-day Saints. No, they apparently. never do anymore. They don't do that anymore? Rarely, especially in print. The Church of Jesus Christ seeks to be a wise steward of natural resources through responsible management of its global operations, Bishop Kose said. This includes six major sustainability priorities outlined by the presiding bishop. So these are the priorities outlined by the bishop, and those are energy efficiency, conserving water, avoiding waste, improving air quality, reducing emissions, that's the number four, practicing sustainable design, development, and construction, and then engaging in sustainable farming and ranching practices. So that is like they just adopted um, a United Nations... Yeah. uh, Fortune 500 playbook. I, I love how of thing. some of the s- principles for sustainability are sustainability. Sustainabil- sustainable practices so become sustainable is the only way to sustain our sustainability. But yeah, he says, uh, you know, we got to do this in order to uh, enhance our global operations. Well, what are your global operations? What is the point of a church? Because when you first started talking about this, I thought these were things they wanted us to do. But when you look at the, we'll link to the article. No, we're just the peons. These are things they're doing, like solar solar efficiency or energy efficiency and renewable resources. It says this includes more than 500 solar energy projects around the world. Well, does that mean they're putting solar on the buildings, or does that mean they're investing in power plants and stuff? It, they don't specify, I don't think. Conserving water through uh, water-wise, that, that's all one word, and it's not put in quotes, so that's now a new word. No, it's, uh, it's, that's the, uh, those are the things like these That's like a keyword from the United Nations, isn't it? These are these meters that are going to go onto our houses next year, and Governor Cox will give us three strikes and we're out. About using too much, uh, yeah. This is for the uh, secondary water. Yeah, and he said we're gonna. This this takes place next year in Utah, at least. Let me try to look this up. Um, but our our houses are gonna have like digital digital metering, and uh, if we use our water poorly, we're gonna get in trouble. Cox even got up there and said, like, like he was like a parent scolding a child. He's like, three strikes and you're out. You're gonna watch your neighbors." And Waterwise Utah Partnership wants to help you help Utah. Utah. So Waterwise is like a keyword, like a Stasi keyword. Water uh, Utah is the second driest state in the nation with one of the highest rates of water consumption. Shame on you. Living in the desert requires us to be responsible stewards of our precious natural resources. Utah is growing and all residents can help make water-wise choices. Be part of the ripple effect for water-wise change. Read why Utahns must conserve water. Anyway. 
Anyway, they they we got stuck on Waterwise, so they they're conserving water through Waterwise landscape design, smart technology use, and water management plans. A recent example is the landscaping adapted to the desert area around the new Red Cliffs Utah Temple. I think what they're trying to say is they didn't put in a lawn there. Yeah, but they still built a giant building out in the desert. Right. In a community that is growing very rapidly and has severe water shortages because of how rapidly the St. George area is growing. <laughs> I think what's what's likely to happen here is we'll see a press release in the future that reads, LDS Church switches from baptism by immersion to baptism by sprinkling to conserve <laughs> to, water. To be water wise. Oh, be wise. What can I say more? Mm-hmm. So then, the, then it goes to point number three. We're avoiding material waste through reduction, reuse, recycling, packaging solutions, and building methods. And it says, the church recently approved the transition from 40 to 70% recycled plastic to 100% recycled plastic in our sacrament cups. <laughs> okay. Well, Work, working with third-party consultants, there's more tithing dollars at work. To evaluate various sustainable alternatives, the church discovered that the sacrament cups made from 100% recycled, pl- recycled plastic will reduce overall carbon emissions compared to current cups and even paper cups. The church plans to begin using 100% recycled plastic cups in early 2024. Yeah, that's real? You're reading that? I'm reading the article. <laughs> Improve. That'll make a huge difference. Improve air quality and reduce emissions. This improve this includes improving the fuel efficiency of the faith's global vehicle fleet. Now remember all this carbon dioxide stuff is coming out now as scientists like the 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 stepped upon scientists are now getting more and more bold saying all of your carbon stuff is a lie. There are more and more guys coming out to fight against the um this climate change lie that has been per- perpetrated and pushed on us over the last 20 to 40 years to say, you know, carbon dioxide is good. We have a very low amount. We could use more. It helps plants, you know, and the temperature's not rising to the extent that they say it is. You know, global temperatures do fluctuate. So temperatures do are never really constant. They do rise and fall. And North America is in sort of a warming trend but it all depends on whose numbers you believe too you know the hockey stick stuff that they put out there has been proven to be um fabricated right you know and then they keep putting their weather stations at airports or right in the middle of big concrete parking lot you know structures where the where the heat is aggregating so it's nothing has been fair or accurate about how temperatures have been measured in the last 20 to 40 years either so anyway the the church is coming to the party late as usual and it's possible that in a few years we'll as the public is rebelling right isn't the isn't that what we're seeing is the public is like wholesale rejecting this globalist corporatist message for control and we can only see sort of the signs of it. So, you know, you see the, you, you see and hear the rumblings of it in your neighborhood and from people around the world on social media or on the internet in independent media. And then the mainstream press is losing so much credibility that they're, they're to the point where they actually have to start a global war 
to distract everyone from the reality that right these controllers are that the emperor is wearing no clothes right the idea that that we are being taken advantage of massively by an elite controller class that is illegitimate what well, is Oh, and, and Joe Biden's brother wrote him a $200,000 check, and they actually have a copy of it. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> they actually have the copy of the check, the canceled check, $200,000. It says loan repayment on it, and it came from a failing, uh, was it an energy company? <laughs> some some uh, graft project that they were involved in corruption bribery scam and uh <clears throat> yeah two hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. that's that's one of the evidences now <laughs> one of the evidences in the pile just throw it in the pile and just throw it in the it. pile yeah let's forget about that one it, well does it have a photo of joe biden's brother james handing it to him is it james biden i think it's james i don't know i uh i uh uh, this yes if you type in the word james biden into google it says top stories gop house panel raises questions about two hundred thousand dollar check from james to joe <laughs> fox news <laughs> apparently yeah but it's it's obvious at this point that it doesn't matter what is unearthed about the biden family it doesn't matter we're still going to war we're still going to war and we're still going to pretend that he's a legitimate president it doesn't matter. He, they could open his closet and, and bodies could fall out. They may it, have actually opened the closet. It doesn't matter. Like it, it doesn't matter. Huh. I mean, we have hard evidence of, of serious corruption. And, uh, we have photographs. And, and, no, the, and nothing, nothing. Of the first son, we have photographs of the, the, the son of the president doing drugs, having sex with hookers, sure, bragging about their exploits. But the, it, if that's all it was, emails, if that's all it was, you'd say, well, he's a, he's a degenerate. 10% for the big guy, though. But, but that's, all of that was part of this grift of him using his family name while his dad was the vice president of the United States to broker deals and political deals, business and political deals with foreign governments who are traditionally some of them quite hostile towards the united states like china, china. russia al-qaeda <laughs> isis <laughs> but yeah it, it doesn't matter at this point it doesn't matter because the joe biden is, is protected he's uh, and and plus you know the alternative the alternative is far worse you'd have someone who tweets mean things mm-hmm well, we're off the topic here. We are. We're sustain. We're engaging in sustainability here. Well, so the, that church article got me thinking, and now I look. You look at the church newsroom, and recently a bunch of foreign leaders came and visited the church. You have an article about Elder Rasband meeting with the vice president or something of Vietnam, and and it got me thinking. And that's usually a bad thing. Mm. And I just thought, very often you see articles like like this. Of, foreign nationals foreign dignitaries coming to salt lake city and getting a tour of the church and here i'm looking and at meeting with the church leaders i'm looking at the newsroom let me back you up here rasband meets deputy prime minister of vietnam 
That's one story. Yeah. International government and religious leaders visit church headquarters and meet with diverse presidents. Yeah. Church leaders urge care for the earth at a conference in Brazil. Yeah. Um... Those are three. Bur- Burundi Prime Minister meets with leaders of the Africa Central Area of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. These are all stories that, to me, have nothing to do. Church with leader's statement on the earthquakes in Afghanistan. Sorry, they, have, we, could, we could go on and on. Have nothing and on to here. do with the stated kind of general, generally accepted purposes of a, of what a church is supposed to be doing. And then in, in addition, you probably don't see him there, but there's also a lot of stories about the church meeting with officials from the UN. They famously this spring and hosted some bigwig at the UN, and there's a picture that has just Russell Nelson, President Nelson, just adoring this look of adoration on this guy, looking at this guy. I, I've even joked, it's like, find somebody that looks at you like Russell Nelson looks at the UN president. Um, and it just, and it got me, I have a a major burning question and it's why, why are these foreign leaders coming to Salt Lake city? Why, who, why, and why now? It can't be, it can't be cheap. Who's fit, who's paying for them to show up here and why, why do they care about meeting with the LDS church officials in Salt Lake city? Why would the deputy prime minister of Vietnam come to Salt Lake City. And, and, and most people would probably say, well, because the church is working on getting more presence in Vietnam. Well, maybe. Maybe the church is engaging in sustainable farming and ranching practices in Vietnam. Maybe. Maybe they're trading buffalo from Montana to Vietnam for small children. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I don't know. That's the question. Why? We just are supposed to accept the, the premise that these are incredible meetings and it's awesome and we don't need to know what was said in the meeting not specifically we get little general reports like the two leaders discuss their love for coffee flavored ice cream and lord of the rings you know you know just like <laughs> but why why are they meeting here why is the un coming to salt lake city and spending a few days here getting photo ops and meeting with the church is it because is it is it just the UN collecting its its membership dues I've been, they, I I imagine them in New York sitting in their big office chairs saying we need some of you to go to Salt Lake and everyone goes oh really it's like go to Salt Lake be there for 2 days you'll get wined and dined and then collect our 10 million dollar check oh, all right okay fine I'll go I mean I I, I don't know I have no idea why any why anybody comes to Salt Lake to meet with the church. The church is not that important to the rest of the world. It's a small church with small membership, highly concentrated in the Mountain West of Utah. And I know someone out there is going, but there's more members of the church outside the United States than there is in it. Some one of our listeners, one of our three le- remaining yes, listeners. Yes, that's true, apparently. But it's still very much an American-centric, Mountain West-centric church. That's where the many of the tithing receipts are coming from. And I just wonder why. And I think as a member of the church and a tithe pair, I should get to know why. Why are my leaders that I'm supposed to enter into a covenant to sustain and obey, why are they meeting with these people? What are they talking about? And I have uh, suspicions based on 
public facing things like sustainability meetings and conferences that maybe they're not talking about what you'd think they're talking about. But maybe instead they're brokering deals. Speaking of backroom deals. Well, you've, you've listened to the language that comes out. Does any of it sound like this? Let me just quote, may, uh, quote something. Without progress, there will be stagnation and decay. Then, there again, progress for the sake of progress must be discouraged, for our tried and tested traditions often require no tinkering. A balance then between old and new, between permanence and change, between tradition and innovation. Let me skip ahead here. Because some changes will be for the better, while others will come in the fullness of time to be recognized as errors of judgment. Meanwhile, some old habits will be retained, and rightly so, whereas others outmoded and outworn must be abandoned. Let us move forward then into a new era of openness, effectiveness, and accountability, intent on preserving what ought to be preserved, perfecting what needs to be perfected, and pruning wherever we find practices that ought to be prohibited. Do you want me to try to guess who said that? You can if you want. Does it sound anything like the, this, what we call it, just the propaganda babble that's coming out of these places? Yeah, I was going to say that sounds sort of like maybe something like from Klaus Schwab or, I don't know, a politician or... Oh, keep guessing. Or Kamala Harris. There was too much, there wasn't enough redundancy to be Kamala Harris. Yeah. She would say, in these times that we live in, the times of sustainability, we must do everything we can during this time to sustain the times The times of sustainability, else we end up in unsustainable times. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. I don't know who said that. Who, uh, was, uh, it, was it Professor Dolores Umbridge, Harry Potter 5. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought you were going to say... Professor Dallin H. Oaks. No, <laughs> could have been. No, Dolores Umbridge is a perfect example yeah. of what's going on here. Because it, it you get this sickly sweet, um, f- at least the initial facade. It's like the sort of a... What all has an underlying a threat vel- to A it. rotten velvet glove yeah. covering a, an obvious iron fist. It all has a, 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 a language of threat. Even that... that Utah water-wise stuff, like Utahns must sustain water, I think conserve Her- water. Her- really? I must? Well, or else? Or else yeah. what? Yeah. Well, Spencer Cox, three strikes and you're yeah. out. No, I think Harry Potter number five is really relevant because it's the, that's the one where the, the, there's this battle, this struggle, because Harry Potter in number four has just discovered that Voldemort has come back to his full right um and it got real right because Cedric statue. got killed yeah and every and there was no hiding that even though the ministry tried and right he never Voldemort never really died but he was like disembodied so he became yeah. re-embodied and 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 came back to his full stature his full power and then Cedric dies and nobody that what we find in number four is that nobody believes it Right, Harry, or a lot of people don't believe him. The whole, the Daily Prophet, the they even try to frame Harry, right? Yeah, de- there's so so much truth to Harry Potter. the 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 mainstream press is symbolized or embodied in the news, the Wizarding newspaper, which is called the Daily Prophet, mm-hmm. and they never get anything right. But here in Book Five, we see they're <laughs> intentionally spreading lies. And and destroying the character of Professor Dumbledore and Harry Potter are mm-hmm. two most favorite people in the book, right? Mm-hmm. 
they because they're trying to keep the public unaware of the war that is developing around them and will affect them directly most specifically relate for the rank for the regular wizard the regular member of the community it's going to affect them because the the bad guys are taking over the government well and the government officials are the ones pressuring the daily prophet to speak they're the ones that have been bribed or coerced into doing this for the dark lord right and they control the daily prophet. <laughs> and they control the daily prophet. And they control. Uh, they control the prophet. They start to control Hogwarts <laughs> through what, the book five. You see, they they plant a professor there, the Stellora Sunbridge, and then they oust Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, we realize that the true order has gone underground, the mm-hmm. Order of the Phoenix, mm-hmm. to combat the evil ones. It's not... What's so interesting about this, relative, and all of you listeners out there can draw any inferences you want, I don't care. The point is, the real warriors against evil are not the people you would think. Right. They, they, they're not this... I don't even want to say this on our secret podcast here that nobody listens to. <laughs> you go ahead and read it and draw your inferences. They meet in uh, in uh, less than glamorous circumstances. They're always under attack. They're, they're fighting for light. They're not the people that you would expect that are... Right. You know. And they're called the Order of the Phoenix... To combat the Death Eaters and the Dark Lord. So it brings me back to my original (laughs) inquiry. Sorry, sustainability. Well, not just sustainability, but what? Why? Why is our church or any church engaging in such things? Is that was is that part of the when when Jesus was on the earth and he was preaching and teaching and. Did he did he commission the apostles to go out and make sure to be a part, be at the table at every major government conference, and make sure to recycle your pita bread and your flat bread? Like, what is what are we doing here? What is the point of all of this? And is it really the mission of a of any church to engage in these uh, in these man-centric, man-made, false—really, these false idols, these uh, these false gods of of uh, all these different isms, Marxism and climatism—it's all the same, right? It's all it's all rooted in control of people, and and there's no liberty involved. There's no uh, look. At, we talk look. about stewardship. Stewardship is completely different than what they're talking about. Because what they're talking about requires top-down command and control, economics, and social policies. Okay, 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 okay. We got to talk about that. But look at the picture here. (laughs) This looks like it was held inside like a stake center or something. Yeah, I don't think it was. This isn't... (coughs) Like, I wonder if we we held a a vanity meeting for the sake of vanity. Progress uh, for the sake of progress... Blah, 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 blah. I mean, look, this looks like rank and file church members, maybe a couple of reporters. I think it was organized by like students or something in Brazil, but somehow they get 
organized by that, that doesn't look like students that looks like the that looks like the uh priesthood leadership and the right but but relief it society was, it was important enough for the church to to send some of their big wigs down there i'm asking if the, the church organized it they yeah they did it's it states that there's that that sud organization or whatever is a is a group of mormons um and they run this stuff and so then the mormons held a conference to be able to have a press release yeah to but they proclaim to the world that we are righteous i think we call that virtue signaling but we attend a lot of these other ones we get invited to for example oh, we don't get to elder, talk like this elder bednar attended the climate repentance ceremony i would love to ask him what that entailed in egypt some time ago mm. some time ago <laughs> i think it was in egypt or somewhere over there you you could look that one up but that's the language i'm not making that language up that's the language that the conference used there was this global climate change conference and part of it was a climate repentance ceremony and i want to know if he participated and what that meant did he have to like rent his suit coat you have to go down and kneel in the dirt and tear it to pieces and rub it in the dirt or did he just give you know a hundred thousand dollar check to somebody i i, I don't know uh, we could speculate because <laughs> the details are always thin on these things and again, why is the why is the? Are you sure it was the climate repentance one, or was it the climate justice one? No, it was repentance. Maybe it was part of that same thing. Oh, ten principles for climate repentance. <clears throat> uh, the following participants contributed to the creation of returning to Mount Sinai. Ten principles for climate repentance, or took part in the repentance ceremony. You've got Jewish, Christian, and Muslim leaders. Buddhist and uh, religions of India are listed as religions of India. And um, most of these people only require one line, like Rabbi Arthur Green, USA. But Elder David A. Bednar, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, USA, required two lines yeah, well. for that one. So, so uh, again, I just keep coming back to what, what is the... <clears throat> self-proclaimed okay only true and living church on the earth why why is it involved with this stuff why is any church involved with this stuff it's so uh, in it, from my point of view it's so obviously anti divine anti god it's uh, it's we we were like it's just like they talk about the creation in the earth well this isn't this isn't this is like creation worship almost but it all involves it all involves command and well, control economic and social policy you're taking you're taking a to say that out loud you're taking a stance that is quite contradictory to the language that they used in this conference as we go forward with faith courage and persistence, continually learning and seeking diverse perspectives, Sedgwick said, we will be led to the success that we seek. No matter the challenge or uncertainty we face, we can be of good cheer for God is leading us okay, along the so, way. So God is leading you in your the success you seek. Well, what's that? What's the success you seek, Bishop Kasse, Bishop Kasse, I hope you will care for your natural environment and adopt personal lifestyles and behaviors that respect, preserve, and beautify God's wonderful creations. 
I hope you will set an example in reaching out to those affected by natural disasters, the degradation of their natural environment, and other hardships. Okay, what does any of that mean? Those are just fluffy words. And as I've said, as I've quoted George R. 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 Martin, words are wind. What does any of this mean? And is it just virtue signaling? Is it just a rammy umptum? Well, when you read Harry Potter 5, um, just like Ron and Harry, most of us are apt to just fall asleep because this, this propaganda babble is so boring, right? It and is. so meaningless. And so what they do is at the end of it, um, they realize Hermione has been listening with uh, great intent. Those who and have they, ears to ear, hear. And they ask, her what, to see. they ask her, what does it all mean? And she says, it means that the ministry is interfering at Hogwarts. Right. Because I, I, it, it would be easy to just say, oh, this is just boring, gobbledygook, corporate babble speak. But there are actions behind these, these words. There are policies. There are decisions being made. Oh, 100% and recyclable. the question is why? 100% recycled who, sacrament cups. Who? Why? Who, who, who is behind these yeah. things? Is it, is it Jenica? Jenica Sedgwick? Is it the, the, the 12 apostles? Is it somebody else? Is it them just... You know, you've called Utah the Me Too state. Is this just a Me Too? We, hey, guys, look at us. We're sustainable, too. We're sustaining our sustainability. Or is there, is there more to it? Sometimes I wonder. <laughs> today I'm going to get in trouble. But sometimes I wonder if the, the church isn't just a big front for the intelligence agencies <laughs> or being used, <laughs> as being used as such. Hmm. Because, again, why are all these foreign leaders coming to Salt Lake City? Why is this the church go? Like, you hear more about... Why are we the cradle of the fourth industrial revolution? Yeah, and the fourth turning. You hear more about, if you watch the newsroom, you, there are more stories about uh, meeting with foreign nationals and important business and f- political people than there are about... Uh, divine interventions that you would associate with apostles of Jesus Christ. Well, they do and that. There are zero of, year, of those stories. They did that end of year Acts of the Apostles press release. The Church of Jesus yeah, Christ how, followed and, Jesus by did you being, see, and, being virtue, more virtuous than how any much other of virtues those, seeking people. How many of those acts they were meeting with government were them officials? Just meeting with yeah. important people. Well, they called it the Acts of the Apostles, which uh, I thought was really. Um, it was obvious, it was deliberate. Self-serving. They use the word ministry a lot more now. We used to not use that word. That was an evangelical word, but we are using it more. Right, yeah. Language matters. Words are wind, but language does matter. It it does, it does. In fact, I I, I don't know if uh, Mr. R.R.R.R. Martin got that right. Words actually are quite powerful depending on how they're used. Right. Words are wind in the sense that people don't necessarily follow through, but... If we're talking about infiltrating and, and influencing the minds of the people, words are very important. Well, and they, and they, they especially in an environment of entrainment and where we are a captive audience to the church leaders. Entrainment, that's a good, 
good use it, of the word right it, there. And, and an example is how you probably all know, all, all of you listening to the, my silky voice today, probably sultry, silky and sultry. <laughs> you probably all know someone personally who said, I'm not going to take the vaccine. I don't trust the vaccine. I'm not going to take it. And then it was urged as a literal godsend and the only way, the only way to defeat the pandemic. The only way to pump Pfizer stock. By certain people in a position of influence. And then that person who just weeks before said, I'm not taking it, took it because they were told to by certain people. That, that, that's a lot of power. And then that was all words. Those were just words, right? And now you have these same people talking about sustainability and climate change. And, uh, oh, by the way, there's new evidence that George Floyd was not murdered. Something we all knew if you were, had your eyes open that he died of drug overdose and had, he sustained no injuries to his, his throat and neck area. But we also had those same leaders call the mur- call it a murder, said it was shocking. Well, there's a man that's been convicted for that murder. Yeah, there's a man serving jail time. And our church leaders eulogized George Floyd in a very lengthy Medium post. One of the strangest things in all of this recent history, they posted on Medium.com, which is a place for independent bloggers and journalists to sound intelligent. For some reason, the church created a Medium account. It's the only post they've ever made at Medium. And it was this joint eulogy of George Floyd with with the NAACP, in which they mourned with the tragic and senseless act of violence that took the life of St. George Floyd. I might have added the saint. But and President Oaks, in a speech at BYU, called it shocking and police-produced. Is that lawyer speak or what? Police produced death of George Floyd. (laughs) Well, we know now, and we knew then, but we know now that it wasn't police produced. But the church is engaged. They're just, they're engaging and endorsing in every one of these propaganda lies. Every one of them. They had a statement on the Israel-Hamas conflict where they said, we condemn acts of violence. And I said... Which acts of violence? Let's be specific. Let's start standing for something. <laughs> Whether what side you're on, I don't really care. But start standing for something. Everything is they play it down the middle, but everything also goes left. And uh, that's just an interesting reality that I think more conservative and traditional-minded members of the church are having to. Uh, are going to have to, if they aren't already, uh, reconciles that the church policies are progressively left, left, left was on the me- every issue. Was the medium one, because I'm looking for this to link to it from our website, was that the one w- titled Locking Arms for Racial Harmony in America? Is that the church's, Yeah, the one I, the church posted? So. With what the NAACP and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Saints are doing together, was that the one? Because they'd mentioned George so. Floyd in that, but I can't find yeah. like a eulogy. Well, just down the down the way, I call it a eulogy when they, you know, we okay. mourn with his family and friends, the tragic and senseless acts of violence that took the life of George. So you're referring to the... the These fact- weren't random and senseless acts of violence. This was a guy who was... 
he died known, of an overdose. A right? known criminal was using counterfeit money, was tripped out on drugs, was placed under arrest, freaked out in the police car, started flailing and moving, you know, erratically. The police pulled him out of the car and put him on the ground where he allegedly died due to being a knee on his throat. But you're, you're saying that there was news this week that, uh, at least it was Tucker Carlson that was publicizing it, right? That, there's, there's, there's another... What, what happened? There's another case involved with this. I don't know if it's part of Officer Derek Chauvin's... Appeal? Appeal or what, but the documents, which were available to the original... Prosecutors? Co- court. Yeah show that the the autopsy and the reports show, show that, that he, he died, died from a drug overdose fentanyl yeah. and others and did not die from injuries sustained by a police produced senseless and heinous act of violence mm-hmm. that's a pretty big uh, important factor in the case because they convicted they didn't convict chauvin of like manslaughter or and they convicted him of murder that means that he, con- he committed these acts with intent to kill. That's what murder is, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't, oh, I accidentally um, hit somebody with my car. And, and then they died. And then they died. No, murder is I and set out to kill you. And that's mm-hmm. not what... Anyway, he should be a free man based on these documents, if they're, if they're real. So that's what the big deal was with uh, Tucker's... Yeah, Tucker Carlson report on it just said it's all a lie. And it's like, yeah, we've, a lot of us have known that who watched this with our eyes and and listened with our ears. And I've brought this up a couple of times, but, uh, you know, the, the the church calls this a heinous, senseless act of violence and police produced. And yet they would never said a word about Lavoie Finnegan, who was gunned down in a police ambush in a, senseless and heinous act of violence it's just i i i more and more i have to scratch my head and just say what what are we trying to do jenica sedgwick says our intended what does she call it our seeking our intended victory or something what what is it that you're in you're seeking what is it what is the point of all of this why are we meeting with dignitaries why do we have sustainability conferences why are we donating millions to the un and other like organizations why are we partnering with the NAACP none of these people none of these organizations are reciprocating you know in this all this era the church was p- pumping this partnership with the NAACP right and these photo ops and president nelson called the other guy a brother from another mother and it was really weird i went to the NAAC, NAACP website and there was not a single word about any of this they're showing up to get their checks, and the church thinks that they're at the table and part of the club. And I'm saying, why, why do we care about this club? What is the point of all this? Well, I is think it to continue the building and the missionary programs as if that's the end game? Is that the end game? That's what I'm asking today. Is what, what is the purpose of, of I think a lot of people would argue that they're doing this because it, for public relations to, to essentially further the missionary efforts of the church, making the church appear to be a, 
uh, good world citizen, global, global citizen, good global citizen, but be a good a good participant in world events and and uh, ideas and politics. Which, depending on your perspective, uh, your you know, the the bias that you have about what world events are is highly influenced by whether you're watching CNN, MSNBC, Fox, or independent media as an but, alternative, right? But an, a, a random person out there that's going to get a knock on the door from missionaries in Philadelphia or wherever, pick your city. Right. It doesn't matter if they're watching Fox or Tucker Carlson or MSNBC because they're not. They're not going to the LDS church newsroom. They're not going to know... <coughs> They're not going to know the church is involved with any of this stuff because they. Why would they care? Why well, the would they can, even know? Why the would kid never can tell them if they if they need to. But like, the, but your this, your random missionary is not going to know either. So yeah, so you have this PR effort, but there. But I wanted to point out there is like a rubber meets the road link into g- the general rank and file membership here. Like the they link at the bottom of that article to a gospel topics man, uh, manual. article um on it's on the website i assume it's in the manual if we printed it they've got a a chapter or a page on environmental stewardship and conservation right sure and this goes through um you know why does well first of all an overview then why does god care about the earth what is the role of the earth in the plan of salvation and then what does it mean to be a steward of the earth and it says god's made us accountable for the care and preservation of the earth and the wise use of its resources. As stewards, we avoid complacency and excessive consumption using only what is necessary. See DNC 49. Are they, that's an interesting tw- statement. Because 19 the- to 21. And, 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 and here they're quoting, and uh, the, they're, they're misquoting this because it says, the beasts in the, of the field and the fowls of the air which come of the earth... All that is, or, and, and that which has come of the earth is ordained for the use of man and for food and for raiment that he might have in abundance. Right. Abundance is entirely contradictory to um, only using what is necessary. Right. Abundance and necessary are c- contradictory statements, right? Well, and it's like, does, does God want uh, us to live in squalor? It and, does say and though sickness and disease it, and in poverty. It does say though, woe be unto man that sheddeth blood or wasteth flesh and hath no need. So that's yeah. that's obvious, right? That's not right. And and I look at that as someone that would just go out to kill things just for the fun of right. That's a different. That's a but different that has nothing, thing. That's and it's funny that read that statement again that they said. Well, uh, what does it mean to be a good steward? What does it mean to be a steward of the earth? Uh, as stewards, we avoid complacency and excessive consumption using only what is necessary. Okay, we stop, ma- stop there. It, it, <laughs> is owning re- beachside resorts necessary? Or is that... Well, we're, this gets worse, okay? Because this is where the rubber meets the road. This is the, this is the thing you can pull out and say, this is what you must do in a church lesson, Right. Right. We make our homes, neighborhoods, and cities beautiful. So the guy down the road that's not mowing his lawn or doesn't switch to sustainable landscaping when right. everybody else does. Right. I mean, just think of, think of that. If, they, if they're going to give us three strikes, and, and you know, there, there's some um, 
Like if you want to keep your lawn in the in a good place, you've got to use a certain amount of water, right? So if right. if you can't, then your lawn goes to crap and you're how much does it cost to re-landscape? This is not cheap stuff. <clears throat> well, this the uh, it was either this year or last where Governor Cox the Cox the Brave you can't. What I'm saying he, is, you can't. You can't just kill your lawn he, and let it sit. He, he posted They'll a picture of his that. little hobby farm where he They'll pretends he's a farmer, and he posted yeah. a picture of a bunch of dead stuff as a virtue signal. And I just thought, you're obviously not a real farmer, but if you were, you just killed your whole income. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, this is just something you use to pretend. He's, you know, he's a, he's a hypocrite. He's a poser. He's a poser, a hypocrite, an and actor. so he was able to kill off a section. I'm sure you know of his farm say look at how virtuous i am i'm not watering my garden and that became especially last summer of 2022 when we were in the worst drought since the time of adam it became a virtue signal kind of like wearing a mask to have a dead lawn and we're going to enter into that phase again you know this year it was hard to do that because it rained so much you almost didn't have to water your lawn yeah because we had an all-time winter but again think of how contradictory this is we make our homes neighborhoods and cities beautiful how by re desert scaping everything like we we're gonna we're gonna make the same investment that you've chosen to make with our tithing funds right because you have so much Every every Joe Blow is going to have to go out and and fix that when the water is actually still abundant, you know, right. as y- this year has proven. We preserve resources and protect for future generations the spiritual and temporal blessings of nature. Okay, blah blah blah. But so that so they're like we're going to pr- preserve the resources. But here's here's the deal. Sustainability is about locking all this stuff up, right? It's about not using the resources. It's not about using them responsibly. It's about not using them. Like, what are we going to do with fossil fuels? Not use them. Right. What they are we going to exist? Gonna, what are we going to do with the water that falls from the sky and ends up in the aquifers through what they call the the water precipitation cycle? The what the mm-hmm. what do we call that? The water cycle, I think. Mm-hmm. We're going to not use it. Right, and don't you dare try to collect it on your own. That's right. Without permission from the government. Rainwater collection in Utah is illegal. You can collect up to 2,000 gallons, I believe. I don't even think it's Without that a much. permit. I think it's like... 500? It's, it's not very much. I think it's, I think it's 2,000. <clears throat> How many gallons of rainwater? Otherwise, you need a permit. And if you get a permit, that puts you on the, the radar. Why, is, why does Jordan Bruno need... 3,000. By the right. way, we never even introduced ourselves today. It is Monday, October 23rd. We must I'm have a good topic today. Bobby Flood, that's... I'm Jordan Bruno. And this is the Mind Virus, as you all know. The Mind Virus Show at... Uh, find us on the web at mindvirus.show. That's H-T-T-P colon slash slash <laughs> www. I think they know. They know. Dot mindvirus.show. <laughs> Hey, there was an emergency broadcast test the other day. Did you? Yeah, get, did I was you, driving. It? I was like, it scared me to death. Yeah, but it's just a little reminder. Hey, who's we in, can, who's we, in control. Can, we control your devices. People. And it wasn't it wasn't a local test. Remember, they used to do those tests quite often locally. Yeah, this one broke in and said, "This is a national test." Yeah. Everybody yeah. heard that at the same time. And then, like three days later. Uh, Hamas attacked Israel and we were launched into war. 
Really? Was that before? Coincidence? Was that before the war? Yeah. I think it was like the day before. Anyway, Utah State Code 73-3-1.5 allows rain catchment storage up to 2,500 gallons. Okay. Seems like a lot, but when you think about it, if you live in a desert, that's not a lot. That's not enough to make it through the difficult times of year. You need to right. store probably three or four times that. But which which could fall from the and, sky and during even with the permit, isn't there a limit? And who who's gonna who's gonna going to you know? Uh, oh, wait, 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 you're right. You're right. Okay, wait a minute. It it allows. This is what you get for reading Google. Um, and this is Salt Lake SLC.gov/utilities. It allows storage up to twenty five hundred gallons with the following qualifiers: A person may collect and store precipitation without registering in no more than two covered storage containers if neither covered container has a maximum storage capacity of greater than a hundred gallons. Collection in two, in more than two containers, or greater than a hundred gallons must be registered. Right. There is no cost for registration. So you're right. You well, can't there is do a cost. it. The cost is you lose your privacy. Right. Right. And then the, you, you know you have your name on a list of people who are storing excessive water. To register your rain barrels, visit waterrights.utah.gov. Water rights. You have no water rights. Right. So, this is water that falls from the sky, and they're regulating rain, billion-dollar rain. <laughs> it would be funny if it wasn't so terrible. Okay, so get, getting back to this gospel topics, um, it's not really an essay, but this entry in the gospel topics and questions. The, the next, after we talk about preserving for the next generation, the next bullet point or subtitle section title is wasn't the earth created with enough resources for all <laughs> for all i love that's that's those that's key language there okay because the answer should be yes right well the answer is very clearly yes okay because past proves that yeah well not only that but when you look at the untapped vast resources of the right. american west the, the and the and the communist manifesto goals and aims the idea is to corral everybody into cities right and and then you control what they think and what they eat and what they where they can travel and what they can consume right while mm -hmm. the the resources go untapped it's the king's land it's the mm -hmm. you know you can't you can't you, touch that you shot one of the king's deer thieves and they would throw people in jail for that, right? Because yeah. they stole from the, the landowner. Right. Because the resources were considered there. Anyway, the answer to the question by the church here is no. The earth was not created with <laughs> enough resources for all, but it doesn't say it plainly. It says it in babbledy speak. It says the earth is endowed with an array of natural resources that will provide for the human family if they are used as the Lord instructed, dash, to care for the poor and the needy and not use more than is needed, to avoid waste and not forcibly take resources from another. The fullness of the earth is to be used with wisdom and restraint. Now they quote DNC 104 and 49 and 59. And again, I'm not going to go through those, but I think they're misquoting. And Well, they shoehorn 
gospel principles and scripture citations into these into these uh, subjects. Right. They're, those are bad references, as I pointed out already with DNC 49, which they quoted above. Um, in some cases, the references actually say the opposite, but we won't get into that. You can go look well, at this if you want. But look, look, um, they'll provide for the human family if they're used as the Lord instructed. Well, who gets to say how the Lord instructs? Right. Who? According right. to the LDS Church, who gets to tell you how the Lord instructs? They do. Right. The, you the, don't, the, the current living prophet president. If you, it does not fly if you tell your bishop or your stake president, you know what? The Holy Ghost told me, or Jesus told me, X, Y, Z. Right. And he, if, if he has a contrary opinion. Well, that's because that in the church, we've, we, we have this weird contradictory teaching of personal revelation that has to line up with the top-down revelation or instruction. I also think it's interesting. They say, do not forcibly take resources from another. Well, isn't using the threat of violence through government's monopoly on violence to prevent us from using natural resources, isn't that forcibly taking resources from another? If I'm prohibited by law and threatened with violence uh, from collecting rainwater, isn't that the same thing as if I go and steal rainwater from... So, you know, someone that stored it up. Uh, maybe we digress, but. Look, I mean, it, it says, I, I couldn't help myself. I'm opening up DNC 104 here. It says that the we, we were to use them as the Lord instructed, dash, to care for the poor and the needy. So they're kind of saying Does having to care for the poor and the needy is is what the Lord instructed. So the City Creek Mall is caring for the poor. Well, but then, it say, the but then it says, and not use more than is needed, right? But in DNC 104, it doesn't say that. It says, it says the Lord stretched out the heavens, built the earth, um, all things therein are mine. It's my purpose to provide for my saints, for all things are mine. It must be done in my way. And this is the way that I, the Lord, have decreed for my saints, that the poor shall be exalted, in that the rich are made low. For the earth is full, and there is enough to spare. Yea, I prepared all things, and have given unto the children of men to be agents unto themselves. And then, it, so basically it says, If any man shall take of the abundance which I have made, and impart not his portion according to the law of my gospel unto the poor and the needy, he shall with the wicked lift his eyes up in hell, being in torment. So it doesn't say anything about using not using more than is needed. Right. It doesn't say anything about that in there. It just it just points out that if you're if you're it doesn't uh, it's receiving also, the abundance of the earth and you don't care for the poor, you're a jerk. It doesn't qualify it by saying that there's the earth has enough if you do it this way either. He says I've made abundance. No, I, it says I prepared it, all things. Right, it basically says if you don't share of this abundance, you're going to hell. Right. <laughs> and that that's where like and I've been that is such a misquote. I've been, I've been real frustrated the last couple of days with this because, you know, yesterday in church we had a tithing lesson, and, and I always get a little prickly about that because of the, 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 the obvious dichotomy or, or gap between these types of lessons you get in elders' quorum and the practices of the church where they're buying City Creek. You know, they have a mall 
one, two, you know, let well, as one, long, two, three, but let's as long go as shopping. They, as long as they use 100% recycled plastic in, but, and, and talk about it in a press by, conference. By their, by no, their own. But they're going to use the plastic at the restaurant. <laughs> they're going to use the the 100% recycled plastic in the bathrooms at City and that, Creek. And that helps the poor and the needy? Well, by their own decree, they have, they have, they own resort. I don't even have a comeback for that. They have, they have resort properties in Maui. They have uh, giant ranches. They have uh, the City Creek Mall. They have a lot of commercial properties. They well, have a warehouse a, in the UK. I think that's a separate They rent to Amazon. Question, how does that help the poor? How does any of, what, of this help the poor? They like to claim that, you know, we gave a billion dollars to the poor and the needy last year. And, and if you dig into it, it's a little bit disingenuous the way they make that claim. But even if it was a billion, that's, that's like less than 1% of their, their total worth. And I also think it's disingenuous to say like, well, we, we, we just donated $10 million to the World Food Program. Well, you know that those $10 million, probably not even half of it is going to buy any food because of the way these NGOs work and, and the corrupt and the, you know, the, the top down, the high expenses. They got, a, they got a jet set all over the world, you know, too, these, these NGOs. And so, yeah, I'm being really, I'm just frustrated with the whole, this whole aspect of it. And it, bring, it keeps bringing me back to the same question. Why are we engaged in this stuff when we could be, with the knowledge and the revelation that we have through the restoration not the ongoing restoration, that's a new thing. The restoration, we could be a, a real force for good in the world. Or, or we could just ignore all of that and not worry about being uh, a force for good in the world and instead exalt and enlighten and edify the people who are willing to engage in the attempt to create Zion on earth. But we're not even really in, uh, interested in that anymore. Not in any real way. No, we're interested in the United Nations agenda. We're interested and again, in money. Well, we're, we're also interested in the control agenda. Uh, the, again, this environmental stewardship and conservation topic in the Gospel Topics manual goes on. The next section, you know, it says, it says uh, wasn't the earth created with enough re- resources? We went through that. If the earth will be changed at the second coming of Jesus, why does it matter if we care for the earth and conserve? Well, they have to put that in there because it's so clearly an apocalyptic season of life in this generation. But then the next section after that is how does the church practice stewardship? And then it kind of goes through, uh, we've implemented a green building initiative. Water conservation efforts include the use of smart controllers, hydrometers, rain sensors, drip irrigation, secondary reclaimed water. Uh, it's the, so they're but vir- they they're only doing this stuff if it makes financial sense. They're virtue signaling what they're doing, and then it's like, how can I get involved in my community to care for the earth? And then it talks about um, checking with your local utility company, local community groups, uh, conserve, recycle, start a community garden, support local civic groups that promote stewardship and conservation. So who's that? Like the Sierra Club. Be involved in citizen, be an involved citizen in government. Be informed, respect the views of other one others. Blah See, blah I, blah. And I think again, I go back to what I said earlier. Stewardship is an important principle, and it, it is, and we should take care of that which we have stewardship over. 
But what's happened is like everything, it gets corrupted and stolen and inverted. And nowadays, like they just outlined, well, you can be a good steward by getting involved with your local government. There, and in, there's and never like a in command and control policy. Right. There's never a nod to the fact that everything's gone corrupted and that you need to take a different approach. It's always go to the big money interests and support their efforts to control the rest of us through right. this quote unquote sustainability right. agenda. That's what it always is. Um, how, how do you how do you stay healthy in times like this? Get your vaccine. Right. Support your local Pfizer branch. Right. Um, get your flu vaccine. Get you know consult a medical professional. Uh, consult. The, I mean, it, we we could change the language. We could say you know get your get your clot shot, and consult your local uh, the local apparatchik of the of the medical control. The local your, medical control group. Your, your government licensed drug dealer. Yeah, exactly. That's the same as saying get your flu vaccine and go see your doctor. Right. Right. Now, some people have really good doctors, but in, in a lot of cases, in I think we could say the majority of cases, the anything that has been touched by the government is tinged with, flavored with corruption and control. And most of these guys, you know, your local doctor, it's not like they're bad people, but they have been fully indoctrinated into the system. Well, they're cogs in the machine. Yeah, so they can't, they, they either for financial reasons or because their mind has been shifted to that viewpoint, they can't um, well, they can't even do anything that's outside of the... It doesn't even occur to them. Right. In some cases, it won't occur to them, right? In some cases, it does, but they, they're they're prohibited by financial reasons because they'll right. lose their job. Right. But in most cases, it's like they don't they don't even think outside of that box. And so if you're worried that that the majority rule uh, generally accepted route here, like getting the vaccine is a bad idea, you're going to be co you're not going to you're not going to get help from your doctor if they're a traditional doctor. You're going to have to find somebody who's out of the box. Right. And they're even firing, you know, healthcare workers, nurses, etc., just for not getting the annual flu shot. Oh, that's what they're doing now. Yeah, and I don't know if that's a new thing or if it's happened in the past and we just never really realized it. But nurses are being, and doctors are being fired for not getting just the useless flu shot. The I thought that, that's why they did COVID. We was because the flu shot was sort of not well adopted by the public and kind of considered a scam because people would get it and it get was, the flu. It was, but people catch the flu from the flu shot. But we've re, we re, we're rewriting history, and now you've got ads with like Travis Kelsey, the football player. I think we talked about a little bit. He's he's got a Pfizer ad where he's advertising two things in one. Get your COVID and flu shot at the same time. It's great. It's in two, one shot. It's two things in one or two things at once. I don't know if it's they give two, you two shots. I think they might give Poke you two, it twice. Yeah, and it's like, why stop at two? Why not give me everything? Give me everything. Let me have a bandaid on every inch of every arm that I have. <laughs> Just load me up. It's it's like we we have tumbled into an era of abject and insanity. Like it's the New Testament. I think I, I can't remember the, the the reference. You probably do, but it talks about a, an age of the reprobate mind, and that's where we're at. We're in this age of just where it's like the mind is the minds of men are destroyed, and there's no coming back from that. The only the only 
way to undo it is for the Savior to come and just wipe the slate clean. And, uh, you know, more and more, it's like, maybe that, maybe it's time. Maybe it's just time for that. <laughs> I used to think, no, there's a lot I want to do in my life. Maybe it's just time. <laughs> hmm. I'm, I'm looking Jesus, for a reprobate mind. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> uh, let me look it up. Yeah, I couldn't find it on the search here, but, uh, you know, we definitely see in Isaiah and in Second Nephi the idea that uh, we're grinding the faces of the poor. We're not, when we do this sort of thing, it, you know, it's not, you kind of have to go out, out of your way and spend extra time, effort, and money to, to do a lot of these con- conservative efforts, right? Quote, unquote, sustainable right. efforts. And, and that really does grind the poor. They're not able to focus on that. They have to well, focus like on the, other things. People were saying, oh, just you guys got to get an EV. And it's like EVs start at like 50 grand. Not only that, the amount of fossil fuels required to build one. <laughs> right. It's like, it's like it <laughs> well, and dwarfs the benefit. And, and of course, the uh, questionable ethics behind the, the mining operations. And yeah, all of that. most... Most vehicles don't last beyond 200,000 miles. And so if you, and they start breaking down after a hundred. And so, you know, it is really mathematically in doubt as to whether the amount of fossil fuels that it requires to just mine, to just make the batteries is even going to be recouped in the life of the vehicle. Here you go. Romans 1, 28 through 32. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covet covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents without understanding, covenant breakers without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Does that describe today or what? I mean, that's perfect. Yeah, it sounds like it, Like if we had an actual news channel that was reporting the news, they would report that. Or a, a church. Yeah, it is in the scriptures. We could read a, it. A church who took it upon themselves to educate and warn its members and the world at large of the age of a reprobate mind. I actually heard a, a pastor or preacher, and I have to dig around and find out uh, who it was, gave a great sermon on these verses. And it was awesome. And I just thought, we, meaning the LDS, we could and should be delivering messages like this to the world. That not that our commission? Isn't that why the gospel was restored? Isn't that why we have the Book of Mormon? Isn't that why Joseph preached controversial and hard truths so that we could have a greater knowledge, knowledge that would protect us from the reprobate mind. Knowledge is how a man is saved. That's what Joseph taught, right? Right. But not only, not only to um, preach the hard truths, but the point was to be higher, you know, to, to f- that the saints were to elevate themselves above the vulgar, vulgar world, right? 
and it appears that everything being done today is to fit in with the vulgar world, the vulgar. The, the assumption is that they are leading the charge on civility, that they are the higher way, the United Nations, mm-hmm. and sustainability, the, those ideas that they're bringing forth. And we just, our, our PR guys and our, our bureaucracy has found a way to take those ideas and meld them merge them into mormon thinking well it's like that quote you read from from jenica the sustainability manager jenica sedwick you know god is leading us like this is a religion for these people the the green movement is a religion and she's well, sure, but she's, more obviously, the LDS Church is a religion. <laughs> well, it is, right. But what I'm saying is she's co-opting the language of the church or a Which church Which makes total goer, sense because she works for a church. But she's applying it to things that have nothing to do with the mission of church and discipleship. But she's saying our stated victory, whatever it is, she doesn't really state it. Maybe she did at the conference. God is leading us. Well, we, but, God is on our side. Our, Right, but on the contrary, are, not, not, not saying you're wrong or anything, but to look at the, the opposite side of this, they've made it part of the religion. It's in the Gospel right, Principles Manual. Right. That, and outside of the LDS Church or church membership, it's become, it's its, its own religion. And oh, the, yeah. that, that new religion, the religion of the, the New Age, which is a religion of, essentially it's just Marxism, See, Joseph, is, is taking over, it's infiltrating. They have... In, they're interfering at Hogwarts. Yeah, but, well, um, Joseph said that Mormonism embraces all truth and encompasses all truth, right? And it's as if our our leadership has taken that idea and changed it a little bit and said Mormonism embraces every popular wind of doctrine, every popular idea, and makes it part of our religion. Mm-hmm. So if you are um, gender dysphoric, we're going to find a way to incorporate that within a, within a generation or two. If you right. are, we're living through that. Yeah, if you think that sea level is rising, you know, if you believe the movie Day After Tomorrow, we're going to find a way to incorporate that. If your belief becomes popular, and if it appears to be pulling all the levers of power, right. we're going to do that, right? But that, but that, to say that that way supposes that those in charge. Are, that that's actually how they're operating, that it's not more nefarious than just simply trying to go along with the crowd. Because you, you know, you've painted more of a picture where we see they, they're not just like looking up going, yeah, that's a great idea, let's embrace it. No, they, they appear to be linked, like the control mechanism appears to be linked. It's like, oh, yeah, we're going to buy your va- vaccines. We're, we're, you know, not we're not just going to make our own vaccines or live healthy or, you know, no, we're going to buy into your stock. We're going to. Oh yeah. You see not the difference just, that I'm saying here? Not just yours, but we're going to have bi- billions in in pharmaceutical stock, war war making stock. The truth is, there's been a Defense revolving industry. There's the truth is, there's been a revolving door between industry and the church for a long time. There, oh, a very long. Their time. people are in our hierarchy, and our people are in their hierarchies. Yeah, that goes back 
really a uh, hundred years. So where does the church and the multinationals end? Where's where's where where does the church end and the multinationals begin and vice versa? Where the, there is is no, there a it, line between them? No, it is it is blended. It is uh, it is cinnamon and sugar in the same canister to where it's just a uh, yeah you know, cinnamon it's, toast it's, crunch. It's, yeah, it's the same. It's the same, and you can you can see that by the people who 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 rise to church leadership almost all have a background in either business, law, or education, and they have real fancy backgrounds in, uh, like Jenica Sedgwick, right? She comes from the Marriott School of Business, or, and she was an intern for some global this and that business strategist. Or if you look at uh, some of the, I don't know how many members of the church do this, but. When, when a new 70 is called, how many of you look that person up and, and learn more about him or a new apostle? Like, how many of you knew or know that you know, Elder Gong is a, it comes from the Council of Foreign Relations or that, uh, uh, you know, um, El, uh, Elder. Um, how much do you know about your stake president? Right. What does he do for a living? Yeah, who does he work for? Well, what's his educational background? What does your bishop do for a living? Where does he? Where did he go to school? Or, you know, like uh, Elder uh, Ahmed Corbett, uh, who who I've met, and and he's he's a nice guy, interesting guy, but he has a background at the UN. Is that a good thing or is it a bad thing? Like, I, I don't know. You know, I don't I know. I think you know. Is it a good thing that he he was there and saw the inside and didn't like what he saw? Or, did he, or did he like what he saw? Is he, is he, you know, and you have businessmen, you have so many of these seventies that come in and they're, they're former CEOs or their attorneys. You know, there was an, there was a 70 called recently who was a Curtin McConkey attorney for years. Wasn't that just, is he the did, only one? Did he even need to move his office? Like, <laughs> like it's just, they're so intertwined and, and it's being taught that that's a good thing, that we need to be good global citizens and that, that we need these kind of experts to navigate the complex world because everyone's trying to destroy the church. And I'm thinking, I can't think of anybody trying to destroy the church. The governments of the world aren't. The UN certainly isn't. The only people trying to destroy the church are these off-brand bloggers and radio hosts that you know, have an audience probably smaller than ours. Right. And the, and the argument is always made, well, if we didn't embrace the vaccine, if we didn't embrace the lockdowns, then they would try to destroy us. Okay. To that I say... then the world would hate us. To that I say, prove it. Like, let's take a stand for something. Like, well, they did on gay marriage in California. Yeah, and, that, and they've never and done the, that since. The they, word they, on the street is that that is what, one of the things that shocked them. Well, into this con, this, uh, in, that was 2008, right? I think so. And today is 2023. Yeah, so 15 years later, they, they have shown they were shocked into uh, I think cohesion. What do we call it? Uh, compliance. Compliance, yeah. They went from, from saying... You know, we're going to stand for traditional marriage in California on Prop 8 to 14, 15 years later being on the White House lawn with official church representatives, members of the Quorum of the 70 and PR type people on the White House lawn for the signing and celebration of the Respect for Marriage Act, which legalized same-sex marriage in all 50 states. It wasn't that they just said, 
we're going to support this. They endorsed it. They urged us to support it. They celebrated it. They used that word. And they went to the party. That's a lot more than... That's not what somebody does. And they try to couch it as, well, there's some good provisions for religious liberty in there. And if you look at those, it's not religious liberty. It protects religious institutions, not religious individuals. Not individuals, yeah. Not individuals. So they were looking out for themselves. And also, we forget that the Constitution already has provisions for religious liberty. We don't need extras. We just need to respect the ones that are already there in the First Amendment. But, but they went above and beyond, just like they did with all the COVID restrictions. They didn't just say, well, we're going to do the bare minimum. And by the way, we're also going to warn you, you know, about all that. This is a lot of liberty and social destroying things that are happening. No, we're going to go above and beyond. We're going to embrace it. We're going to call the vaccine a godsend. We're going to urge you all to take it. We're going to tell you to listen to wise and uh, thoughtful government leaders. And it's, it's madness. What we have here is just madness. And I found the uh, reprobate mind lecture that I liked. It's uh, by uh, someone named John MacArthur. Is that what you texted me? Yeah, I sent you the we'll link on the YouTube. We'll put the link up on the, and, and, on the uh, website. I don't know much about John MacArthur. I don't, other than I, I listened to that a while back and I really liked it. So your mileage may vary, but those verses in first in Romans chapter one got it right. And that's what we're living through, an age where people do these things, they know they're wrong, and yet they take pleasure in them. Right. Again, the argument is that if we don't conform, it will damage the church, right? Yeah. Yeah. They say, well, if we didn't go along with COVID, we couldn't keep, keep building temples and sending missionaries out. And my question is, so? Well, here's what Jesus told the disciples before he passed, before he ascended. He ascended. Yeah, this he, was between the resurrection and the ascension. Well, it was at the Last Supper, John okay. chapter fifteen. So before he the says, crucifixion, he says, "Remember what I've said to you: the servant is not greater than his lord. If they've persecuted me, they will also persecute you." He didn't say, you know, try to blend in and do everything they say so that they don't persecute you. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they, if they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. But all these things they will do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. If I had, come, if I had not come and spoken to them, they had, not, they had not had sin. But now they have no cloak for their sin also. This is a little confusing in the King James. But... Uh, he was trying to say that if, if he hadn't come and exposed the reality, they wouldn't have known that they were in error, mm-hmm. right? Now they have no excuse for this error. He that hateth me ha- hateth my father also. If I had not done among them the works which none other man did, they had not sin. Error, okay? Error is what he's saying. They would not have known their error, but now they have both seen and hated both me and my father. But this cometh to pass, that the word may be fulfilled that is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. Anyway, he says that, um, oh, I, I missed the first, the first couple of verses there. So that's, that was uh, 21 through 26. He says in, in, 
18. If the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember then that, mm-hmm. that I've told you the servant is no greater than his Lord. That's what he so, says. And then he says this, I've told you these things so that you wouldn't be offended. They will put you out of the synagogues. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever kills you will think he's doing God's service. And these things they will do unto you because they have not known the Father nor me. So I think what I'm trying to point out here is it's pretty clear that doing what the world wants is not necessarily a a good excuse. You can't you can't say that well the brethren did this so that they could, you know, so that they wouldn't get put out of the synagogue or so they mm-hmm. wouldn't get killed or so they wouldn't so the church would prosper. Right? That's not a valid excuse considering the plain language of John chapter 15 and but 16. But that is the That's the excuse. number one thing that's brought up is, well, they have to go along. We, otherwise, we have they have to go can't. along so we can send missionaries to that country and build churches and temples in that country well, or and, that place. Well, or, it's not even that. It's not even about the missionary work. It's no, the, that's, if they don't go along, but, but that, that's, what was, that's what's commonly said. But during COVID, it was like, well, we can't. We can't go against. They had to promote the vaccine, otherwise they would have got shut down. Or, well, what? And, and again, I hear it over and over that it would affect the church's building and missionary programs. I even think it was in this last general conference. Somebody said it. Yeah, but th- as if that's the end game. If that that's the end all be all of of the existence of the church is to have missionaries knocking on doors and building temples. Well, but I literally heard from people that if the church didn't go along, then the government would come in and, you know, take away our tax exempt status or, you know, it's not just, it's it's not just the missionary program, but it's like, it was like the institutional stature of the church is at stake. Right. And I'm trying to point out that that is a hallmark of the true followers of Christ, is that they are hated by the world, not loved by the well, world. And I guess we have to ask ourselves, is the, does the institutional church as a whole, is it hated by the world? Is it loved by the world? Or is it, even, is it just ignored? When they're meeting with all these foreign dignitaries, when the UN is their best, you know, their besties, when they're, the NAACP is their brothers from a different mother, I don't think that they're being hated by the world. <laughs> But see, the, the, the point is not that you go out and you vandalize something to be hated course, by the world or, the, or that you go out and uh, do something really offensive so that the world will hate you. The world hates the truth. Right. So if you stand up against the gender uh, gay marriage type of thing or the gender dysphoria thing, um, we saw what happened. And I, I think that was a big turning point. We at- saw that the church had massive influence. California literally did vote to ban gay marriage, mm-hmm. all right? The California, state of people. California, the people rose up, and then the control mechanism came in with the Supreme Court decision and... Overturned it. Over, ran roughshod over the voice of the people, which had chosen to protect the institution of marriage. They didn't... It wasn't like they didn't have... Weren't, weren't making allowances for, for unions. Mm-hmm. They changed the definition of marriage. Mm-hmm. Marriage is... a traditionally the union of a male and a female, right? So they right. bastardized the language. That that was what happened in the wake of the California vote. Prop 8, right? Right. And then you you had forces inside the church 
that were upset about that. You know, Steve Young's wife, whatever. <laughs> Steve Young and his wife. Yeah, everybody everybody goes nuts that's on the other side of the issue. Well, and it because, changed. Because the, 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 tr- the traditional rational people had an effect on maintaining stability in our society. Right. Look at what has happened since then. Right. It, it, talk about the world hates the truth. You just look at the case of uh, that pastor from Alberta. What was his name? Arthur Pulowski or something like that. How many times has he been thrown in jail for the heinous, violent crime of having church? Right. Opening his church during a time when they were supposed to be shut down. You know, that's an example of the world hating the truth and the, the world despising someone. He, this, this man literally served jail time for opening the doors of his church during a time when the government said you weren't allowed to do that. Did any LDS bishop, was any LDS bishop thrown in jail or reprimanded well, he doesn't, or He doesn't threatened? run a megachurch. I no, mean, he doesn't. But, but, you, there's this huge cognitive dissonance in Mormondom <clears throat> about this idea that our money and our status makes is proof that we were, we're the true. right branch, right, right. The Joseph, the right breakoff branch from Joseph. We made that we have the truth with us. We have the truth with us because we prosper out here in the West. Well, Somehow t- that I was told yesterday, if the, if I want to prosper, I will pay my tithing. Okay, prosperity gospel. And I do, we do pay our tithing. So the, it was the but tithing not, lesson yesterday? Yeah. That happens every year. It's, it happens yeah, well, on we're, we're, schedule. We're coming into the tithing. It's tithing season? Tithing settlement season. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's a beautiful fall day outside, by the way. We shouldn't be in here podcasting. We should be out enjoying yeah. the weather. It's the deer hunt. I should be deer hunting. Well, you're going to have to give one-tenth. Will you give the hindquarters or the good stakes? What are the, what are the, will you give the, the hooves and the, <laughs> the, the horn, hooves and the horns to the church? You know, I think if I tried that, it would get rejected. They wouldn't take your food? I think they would say, just write a check. Thanks. Actually, not even that. Just donate online. As the one who has to um, process the checks, I appreciate the online donation. <laughs> You know, nowadays, at least in our little corner of the world, counting tithing is counting single dollar bills and coins. Cause I've, they, counted, I've counted tithings plenty of times. Because the kids are the only ones that really give envelopes to the bishop anymore. We had, you've had it easy, though. We had... Um, I have had it easy. I, I had to count in a ward where we literally got out at... Um, Six o'clock. Oh, yeah, I it was a three those, to six, so and so then days. you were there till like seven or eight at yeah. night on a Sunday. But nowadays, ninety-nine percent of the adults who pay tithing do it online, which means we don't have to do anything about it. So we just count quarters and dimes and dollars for kids, because kids are really the only ones that give that envelope to the bishopric. And the only reason the kids do that is because the kids don't have a bank account where they can donate mm-hmm. online. And do you do you get a bunch on the day that the tithing lesson was done in in the CTRBs where the kids are given like a no a dime and, and, by, and the, you know, by the teacher and then they all donate a penny? There's there's uh, we most of those kid donations come from like the same ten fifteen kids who been and that's either because they are being taught that 
and encouraged to do it, or they're just the only 10 or 15 kids in the ward that have jobs. The industrious ones. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, who knows what that is. And I'm not saying this is in, in a good or bad way. It just, it's just what it is. You can interpret as you will. Well, I, I'm going to just, I'm going to take a stand and say, you know, the, the idea that we have to be a huge church, be wealthy, and be loved by the world is not a, there's no scriptural basis for that. In fact, the opposite, right. that the well, world will hate you for, for, for being a true disciple of Christ. No scriptural and no real commission in the rest, in the restoration era to Joseph for that sort of thing. People take things like this church will, you know, will fill the earth. They they interpret that to think, well, look, we've done that because we have ten, we have three hundred temples or whatever. But again, that was the never the. I guess what I'm getting at is where in all of this does the does the truth fit, and and that's a question because right now truth is just whatever is decreed. Right, it can contradict, you know, a, October General Conference can contradict April General Conference in ways, and that's fine because it's October was more recent than April, and next April we can contradict October because it's just it's just whatever the it was is last said is the truth, and that's the will of God, and I think that's real confusing and mm-hmm. doesn't lead to it contributes to the reprobate mind rather than protecting against it. We, we're really good at uh, blurring the lines and making things say what they really don't say. For example, all, these, all, these, uh, all this baggage that the LDS carry about how the church is going to fill the earth is based on some really thin, um, modif- some thin quotes. There, there's, there's, a, there's been a lot of uh, revisionist history in the minds mm-hmm. of people over a few quotes. For example... This is Joseph Smith, 1842. The standard of truth has been erected. No unhallowed hand can stop the work from progressing. Persecutions may rage. Mobs may combine. Armies may assemble. Calumny may defame. But the truth of God will go forth boldly, nobly, and independent. Mm Mm-hmm. Till it has penetrated every continent, visited every clime, swept every country, and sounded in every ear. Till the purposes of God shall be accomplished, and the great Jehovah shall say the work is done. How many times was the word institutional church, or church, even the word just church, mentioned in that quote? That's the basis of a lot of the thinking of the LDS, that we have to have missionaries in every country, and uh, temples dotting the land. That, and a few other sources like that that you know and and there's been various prophecies by high-ranking officials that lead to the whole you know church temples will dot the land or whatever when you really get down to it it's fairly thin it doesn't ever really say anything very concretely to indicate that this particular organization what we see this Mm -hmm. this behemoth of a of a corporation is going to cozy up to the the nations of the world and fill the earth through multinational corporate means. Right. It says that the truth of God will go forth boldly, nobly, and independent until it has penetrated every continent, visited every clime, 
swept every country and sounded in every year. Every year. <clears throat> what? What is that? That's a great Does question. Does the world love that truth? No, of course not. And there's a war on truth right now. Misinformation, disinformation, conspiracy theories, and lies. Right. <clears throat> By the way, there's a video that surfaced of uh, our venerable, venerable governor playing in a band, and they play some Eminem. And it's horrible. It's as bad as you can imagine. Do you want me to play the audio? No, no, no. The audience wants it. No. It's short. Oh, gosh. It's short. <laughs> so this is like a video of Cox when he was a kid? No, no. This is recent. This is recent. He's, he was the governor at the time? I don't know if he was the governor at the time, but it, it's definitely within the last like two, three, four years. It's the his, guy was the lieutenant governor at the time. Probably. And, and, and I don't know. What, I don't, what instrument is he playing? He's, he plays the bass. Bass guitar? Yeah. And I knew he did that because he's been in a band. I don't know if this was his normal band. Why can't I find this? Oh, Hold thank just goodness. Stand by. Stand by it. to stand by. We're yeah, going to find We're signing this. off here on the Mind Virus this show. Is, this is worth. It's the worth of the wait. It's worth the wait. Um, um, I just need to find it. But, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know the whole con context. Someone posted this on Instagram. This is not him singing. But he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down The whole crowd goes so loud He opens his mouth But the words won't come out He's choking how Everybody's choking And I'm not throwing away my shit Everybody sing Whoa, whoa, whoa Whoa, Okay, these guys are up on like a pretty big stage Like they, they rented out like a high school auditorium or something what some sort of a venue it wasn't the mud church or the church of yeah, dirt yeah sorry it was the church you, of dirt it's an instagram video we'll link to it because you have to see it it's look i'm all for having fun and not taking yourself too seriously but i think they're taking themselves kind of seriously there and i don't know but it's that's your governor that's our <laughs> uh Certainly, we live in the age of the reprobate mind. Yeah. <laughs> Our conversation's too low, too <clears throat> vulgar for the dignified character of the saints of God. Well, I don't know if it's our conversations. Well, maybe. I don't know. I don't think our conversations are any higher either, though. But We've definitely been uh, talking about the Church of Dirt today. <laughs> Which is now closed. <laughs> See, that, I think it's a mistake to close it. I think that they should embrace that. But they probably, due to overuse. They probably couldn't find a way to monetize it. Um, it well, seems like they could have put a, a, you know, make it so you had to book it through a. a well, they said the site was never approved by the city. Yeah, see, they there couldn't. were conflicts of overlapping wedding dates. Litter would be left. Parking lot uh, at capacity. It's it was like they would. It's a public area, and then they would cordon it off and block people from parking. They're saying sure. that it was a private event that day or whatever. It just got. 
Yeah, it's the it tragedy of, of the commons. It just got out of control. What they could have done. Out of the control of the city. What they could have done is sold it to uh, an entrepreneur who could have then created it as private property and booked weddings like every other uh, you know, wedding venue does around here, reception venue. And then it could, can, people could continue to get married there for a small fee. And uh, and not leave litter around and and have this, but maybe that was part of the appeal was getting married in a dirt parking lot. But uh, anyway, mm. any last words? Well, I don't know. It's interesting. I, I'm I'm going. What what do people do about this? I mean, this is a pretty this is a pretty uh, negative episode relative to the church. I mean, we've said some stuff. Well, I, I, I think and we've, I know, lo- we've definitely lost listeners. I know that, and I've run into that in the past when I have tried to um, well, explain what's going truth. on. <laughs> no, seriously, they do. They hate it. Like I've I've been called apostate before. I've had people, you know, I've been involved in other. What'd you call it? Community mm-hmm. groups that are trying to expose the truth and get prepared and stuff like that, and have had people you know, let me know, let other organized know that other organizers know that they're not coming anymore because we said something they didn't like about the church. Right. It's, well, uh, I think the my, cult of personality is really strong. I mean, do you, I think if you're, if you're one of those people and you're listening right now and you're making the decision not to listen anymore, you have to ask yourself, I mean, are you, uh, who do you worship Jesus or them? You know, who and don't don't say that they're they're telling you what Jesus is is <laughs> don't don't fall back on that, you know, well the prophet speaks for Jesus. Does he really? Yeah, and that's I think my advice is what we've said on uh, countless times on the show is you gotta get right with God yourself and figure what out what that means for you and learn how to listen to the Spirit, have discernment. These are all things that we should pursue and see where it takes you. See where, it, see where that, that takes you. And then be willing to go there. Well, and that's the, that's the hard part. I mean, the signs, if this is the writing written on the wall, that it's really the United Nations running the church or something like that. I mean, is that, is, that's not really what we're saying here, but we're, I think what we're trying to do is offer some insight, like, hey, let's back away from this ledge. Well, nothing, or, are we, or are we over the ledge? Nothing you know? we've said is, is we're not peddling in rumors or speculation. We're commenting on the published actions of the church that for me personally, I don't want to speak for you, raise red flags and set off my spidey senses. And I'm wondering why, why, why is it that we're so consumed as an institution with these NGOs and these, these organizations and being at the table with, with them and meeting with all of these supposedly important people? How is that fulfilling the mission of the church? That's what I'd like to know. Well, as based on what I read in John, it's the implication is we're not true disciples of Christ. So that's really that's excommunicable right there. It's like, hey, right. you just said it. You stepped on the the landmine. You're done. You don't get to talk anymore because you know you can't say that sort of thing. Right. 
Well, I meant to end us on Governor Cox's terrible music, but we we fell back into it. So should I replay that? So no, can, you can oh, okay. you can just cut all that. Well, you cut it out, edit all that out. Oh no, we'll... we don't edit this. <laughs> uh, well, everybody, thank you for listening. We hopefully we'll be back next week with another episode. And and uh, in the meantime, what should they do in the meantime? <laughs> Oh, I, look, who are we to say? Uh, we always we always fall back on the prayer thing. But yeah, I think, what do you do? Wake up. Wake up. Time is short, apparently. Do something good. <laughs> do something more than dream of your mansions of your, above. Dream of your sustainable mansions in Thailand or wherever. <laughs> <clears throat> Well, nothing to, we have nothing to fear because Jenica Sedgwick said that God is on our side. I'm just not sure which side she's on. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>